0: To the BodySlam.net GCW Fight Club two post show, it is me, myself, and I. am Cassidy Haynes, owner of BodySlam.net, and I'm here with my buddy, my man, James Mooney. What's up, to bro? Of You do all the stuff, man. You do a lot of things. You're a jack of all caps as well, or whatever. A hat of all trades. Um, so, I'm more of
1: a dog guy, so.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but uh yeah man apparently that beat people are liking the beat man. the boom says it's them vibes bro i get it i'm tracking it brother i liked it too so tonight uh the show fight club too it was uh different than what was announced we had some travel issues to deal with tonight apparently everybody uh, had some issues getting down there and the card was a lot shorter and a lot more um
1: there were a lot of moving parts. There were a lot of
0: there are a lot of shufflings and movings and jugglings around, but it was fun. I enjoyed it. It was a lot. Uh, it was over a lot earlier than I thought it was, but uh, that happens, I guess. Cards subject to change. CCW
1: uh, usually runs longer than they did tonight.
0: Yeah, they had a little bit of sound issues at the beginning too, but they got that fixed. Uh, but yeah, course. we had uh, M- we had our, our man Emil and my buddy KG Kevin Gill on the commentary tonight for the show uh, from Houston there at the. Uh, premier sports arena loco. Cameo
1: from alley catch
0: and Brett Lauderdale did that the cameos too. all night too uh, but uh, yeah from the uh, premier sports arena or whatever in Houston where loco wrestling uh, runs and they do a lot of stuff there with loco and uh, what do you think overall before we get into any matches how do you what do you think what do you think of the venue and like this because it's not the first time they've been there I wasn't it's, a, it's an interesting follow-up from Hammerstein
1: I wasn't a fan of the venue it, I, it, it's a
0: huge contrast from it's going. Funny from you mentioned to,
1: Hammerstein because to that, uh, you know, Atticus Coe got hit on that right before the main event.
0: We'll we'll and talk about that later, but yeah, you know,
1: He always has a stride of truth, and what and everything he says that makes you not want to root for him, but makes you go. We'll, we'll, we'll touch it, on that. Right. We'll we'll start uh, with that later. We're, like, we
0: don't need to do that twice. So for this is, me, yeah,
1: it was. As GCW progresses and does more venues, I always like that they do cool different venues like when the collective last year I thought the Cuban Club as a fan was dreadful in the Florida heat but as it, but when I went back and watched it as somebody from home after the six or seven shows that I did as a fan, I thought the venue came across really cool. I like that GCW runs different venues and it always looks unique. And with their progress, I, I'm expecting more of that. This just felt super mid-2000s indie to me. And I guess uh, I thought it was a step back in terms of what they've done the last few years and what they've run. I get you can't really do so. Well, much. I mean,
0: they've been in that venue before. It's not it's not like they haven't been there before. It's like the third or fourth time they've been in that, 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 yeah. that building. I just didn't like it, personally. Yeah. I mean, so I wouldn't say it's like a step back from where they've been going because they've used that building. It's just like Did it's they
1: a use um, Loco's ring.
0: Probably, yeah. It looked like I didn't it. like the ring. Well, I don't think anybody. <laughs> they were taping it up all night. But yeah. uh, let's uh, let's just dive into the card here. So let me pull it up. We got it. up. So the first, let's start off with the scramble. Uh, we had. Uh, and broke. Yes, we had it's Jordan gone. Oliver, Grim Reefer, Low rider, Chris Carter. And wasn't there somebody else in it? Or was that it? Jordan, Grim Reefer, Low rider, Chris Carter.
1: No, that's it. there were only four.
0: There's only four. I I feel like there was somebody else, but maybe There's not. There's only four. Uh yeah. Jordan Oliver came out successful and the, the, took the took the W in that one. And man, I love this match because it, it hit some spots for me that I'm are very uh well I mean, Grim Reefer is can smoke joints, do flippy shit, and not lose the joint, not miss a beat, like still not break the joint. It's incredible. I tweeted about that, and it was uh, he reminded. He's the equivalent of the the drunk guy at the party that's carrying beer and falls down the steps like five six steps, tumbles and doesn't spill a drop of his beer. And it's like same shit. I love it. Uh, But uh, the spot where they were all down, and he pulled out the joint, and it brought him back to life like the spinach. Like hit on that. I thought that that was was incredible.
1: I thought it was a nice touch. Like I have written down. First thing in my notes written down. Is the marijuana medicating everybody back to health?
0: Dude, it's, it does Written that. It like happens that to me all the time, too.
1: Such a great uh, spot for the Grim Reaper character because it gives a logical reason why everybody's suddenly up and energized again, but it hits on that medical marijuana trope, and I thought it was really, ni- I thought it was really nice.
0: Yeah, it uh, was a good fun spot. I think and then... Not only that, not only that, they touched on the uh, the half baked the Snoop Dogg where he's like uh, being stingy on the joint and won't get. It. He's like, "No, nah, I'm still hitting it." And he won't quick uh, hit yeah. it, and he's uh, like, "I
1: think it was MLJ who talked about uh, blood etiquette."
0: Yeah, yeah, it, that was a low rider that did that. Um, so that was uh, fun. Yeah, but uh, what else did you think about that match? Let's talk about it a little bit.
1: I thought there were a lot of some really cool stuff that they did. Um, I found it a little difficult to follow at times, but again, I thought they did some really cool stuff. Grim Reaper, one of my favorite things about him is that he wrestles half like a stone guy, half like this awesome athlete. And I think it's a really nice mesh That because I enjoy characters that go full in on their gimmick in the ring but sometimes you need that other dimension. And I think he, he uh, combines that really well. Um, I was going to say something. Oh, one thing I really like about GCW is that they've kind of brought character wrestling back to the forefront and Mm -hmm. on the independence, because for years after probably around 2013 to about 2018, there was a five-year stretch where everybody on the independence were this were were these super serious characters, and GCW brought guys like Warhorse to the forefront, uh, guys like that, and I and Grim Reefer is just another guy like that, where, you can you know exactly what his character is. You don't need a backstory, and it works. It's relatable to a certain demographic that wrestling hasn't done the best job of hitting at. And I really, he's the one who stood out to me and you know how much I love Jordan Oliver. Yeah. So him standing out in a Jordan Oliver match over Jordan Oliver for me was kind of, okay, I'm starting to really get behind the guy.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I he, he's long overdue for some, um,
1: he's been resting forever too.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like 20 something years. So he's long overdue, man. It's, uh, Good for him. I, yeah, he he, he shined it at, at uh, fucking Hammerstein, man. Like he was definitely a standout there too. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, the match was fun, man. And Lowrider had a good showing as well too for somebody that I haven't seen a lot of because I don't. Uh, know.
1: I haven't seen a lot of Chris Carter before tonight.
0: Yeah, he but had two, somebody yeah. I
1: want to see more of.
0: Right. Right. Yeah, I thought that was uh, they did everybody did good in that match. It was fun. Yeah, Chris Carter was a good. Uh, I don't know if he was supposed to be in that match, but he's a good fill in. But uh, yeah, everybody in that movie like,
1: well. We'll get to well.
0: that. Yeah, but the next match, uh, which you and I were chatting about during it, uh, Mysterious Q versus Alley Catch. And Alley Catch took the victory in that uh, one. But yeah, big, big Mysterious Q fan. Both of us are. So uh, tell us, tell us, tell everybody why you're a big Mysterious Q fan, and tell the everybody first
1: time. So I don't follow the Texas Indies. Um, I've I've wanted to for a while, but I just don't. So the first time I saw Mysterious Key was WrestleMania weekend last year um, at um, IWTV's Family Reunion. And he was wrestling. One of the indie promotions came in and had him wrestle for one of their titles, and he won. And that was my first time seeing him. And I really enjoyed that match. I really enjoyed his, I really enjoyed his work in that match. He's somebody have gone out of my way to check out since um, I've uh, I think he worked Ryan Davidson that night at family reunion. It was the second day of that event um, or the second part of the event because the events were back-to-back on the same day. Um, I wasn't sure of the card heading in because I wasn't I wasn't supposed to be on this panel tonight and I was supposed to be covering other wrestling so I wasn't Expecting to watch it, uh, so I think, I think mean, we made the uh, I
0: think we made the better choice. I, don't I do
1: too, but I think I went into this card completely blind to what talents were on it. I knew Effie versus Brian Keys was happening. That was the only match I was aware of before the card.
0: Yeah, and then we saw the uh, the changes that were happening in the like the AJ so wasn't making it and all that stuff. So
1: I wasn't expecting Mysterious Q. So I got yeah. it. I was pleasantly surprised. Like. <laughs> Well, I my, guess he was well,
0: hanging out in Houston. I guess he did, had the night off in Houston since he's a Houston guy, you know?
1: Yeah. So, um, uh, I've, and then he worked Alley. I'm like, oh, this is going to be good because Alley Catch is the best female wrestler on the Independence. I don't think it's close. Um, and there are nice contrasts and styles. Um, there was a lot that I liked about the match. Um, like, um, Let me see if I I sent you a couple notes. Um, One thing I really liked, now that I'm thinking about it, is the superplex spot. So, for those who don't know, the the Falcon Arrow spot that Seth Rollins does on every week on Raw, he used to do on the Independence, and he would always transition to one of two moves, or three later on with the Falcon Arrow. Uh, He'd either do the paroxysm, which is an inverted... Back DDT similar to what Valor does, but not quite the same.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Or he'd do uh Guys That's Gift, which is a small package driver, or he'd do the Falcon Arrow. Mm-hmm. So Ali Catch hits the Superplex and Mysterious Q on her roll through hits the small package cradle driver or guys that's gift. And I I've, I've texted this to you specifically because of what MLJ said. He's like uh, – he mentioned that he hadn't seen anybody do that since Tyler Black, and I, mm-hmm. the moment I saw the spot, I knew that was a Tyler Black spot. Yeah, I've never seen him nice. do that
0: at ROH all the time.
1: Yeah, I I thought that was a nice touch. I thought Emil Jay knew exactly what to call out. Um, I thought the match was really fun. Um, it was nice to see um, – Then call back the history of Allie Catch in Texas. Mm -hmm. Uh, She is a Texas performer, even though she doesn't work for Loco, the Houston or Texas based promotion, and all that stuff. And I thought they worked stiff. Um, Everything about the match was a lot of fun. I I really enjoyed the stiffer wrestling in DCW. (laughs) I always have. Like, there was a lot of really stiff wrestling I enjoyed on, on the night. And that was one match that I circled. This was fun. It was brutal. I really liked a lot of the Lariat's that mysterious cue through, for example, because it looks different than every clothes on you see today. Because he does a more traditional older school clothes on where he hits you in the chest,
0: mm-hmm.
1: as opposed to trying and get as high up on the neck without taking the opponent's head off that you can. Yeah. At the more modern style, so he's, uh, he's a tremendous athlete. Great look. Um, also a tremendous athlete because um, Kevin Gill kept making a point on Ali catch's cardio. She's the best pound for pound female athlete in wrestling today in terms of he's a little bigger, but she can do everything that everybody else can do. And I Allie's- think that makes, that, that makes it even more impressive is her athleticism, her cardio. I've always liked that about her, uh, how just fit she is, and in the ring, and um, she's very flexible. She does a lot of stuff people her size probably shouldn't do, and she does them well. And I've always liked that about her work. But since they made a point on commentary to bring that up tonight, I'm definitely hitting on that.
0: Not something I'm going to talk about. I think she's fantastic. I'm not gonna. I think stop.
1: she's incredible.
0: <laughs> I'm not commenting on anybody's size or weight because I'll get taken the wrong way. I did, I did, but yeah, I think Allie's I, I think Allie's fantastic. All. Uh now let's just where I lost my results. Uh yeah, but that was a great match and exactly. it was a good it was a good follow-up from the from her Hammerstein match too. I don't know who she was I forgot who she was supposed to originally face on this original look it up match. A quick. Um A uh it was it was uh AJ, wasn't it?
1: Um
0: yeah, Again, I like I
1: said, I was going into the card blind. So. I think it was.
0: I think it was AJ, and AJ couldn't make it. He, I think he either. Got I stuck. knew AJ
1: Gray was pulled. Um, he wasn't
0: pulled. He got stuck because of snow. He got stuck either in Nashville or. She, sure, uh, Texas. It looks
1: like she was in the All Star Scramble match alongside Matthew, Ju- Matthew Justice, Jimmy Lloyd, Ali Catch, Grim Reefer, and Jordan Oliver, and Chris Carter were originally uh, in the opening scramble, uh, and then okay. they made that four way. When tomorrow. Justice and Gray were could uh couldn't make it, and they put her versus Mysterious Kid. Makes
0: sense. I guess AJ and Her might be tomorrow because I know that's booked for somewhere, or maybe it's LA. I saw that's one of those matches. Um, but anyway, next matchup was uh, Nick Wayne, which good to see Nick Wayne Russell. We didn't get to see him at Hammerstein for <laughs> reasons. Uh, against Ninja Mac. Uh, great showing by both guys. Ninja Mac came out victorious before he takes on When does he leave for Noah? Do, is, do you know off the top of your head by any chance?
1: I do not. Um, this match personally wasn't quite my cup of tea. I think I hit on this on the New Year show that stuff like this isn't my cup of tea. But one thing I do like about GCW and especially matches like this in GCW is that It reminds me of an old ECW show. For every hardcore match you had, for every Mike Awesome uh, brawl, which, that's not to discredit Mike Awesome, because he was one hell of a big man and one hell of a worker. Probably one of the best
0: of all time. Like, for Um, that size, he's seven foot tall and did shit that, like, luchadors could do. He was Brian Cage with... But you
1: also had, for every Sabu, I should say, you had Eddie Guerrero versus Dean Malenko or Rey Mysterio versus Juventud, something like that.
0: Super crazy Jerry Lynn.
1: Uh, Tajiri, super crazy. Yeah.
0: It's so a great yeah, example. I guess, yeah, uh,
1: but, GCW um, did an excellent job in the 90s of having the most diverse card and something for everybody. And it's nights like this and matches like that that remind me that GCW is a modern version of that and that yeah. style of promoting a card. And I think that's great.
0: And Nick Wayne's seventeen.
1: Oh, Nick Wayne! Nick Wayne is one of the most fundamentally sound seventeen-year-olds I've ever seen.
0: Is he seventeen now? He was sixteen at one point, but I think he's seventeen now.
1: Uh, you just said seventeen, so I went with seventeen. Yeah, he's
0: in that. He's in that wheelhouse. He's in that that ballpark. But uh, yeah, you know that match was good for what it was. Like you said, it's not everybody's thing. The but that uh, I enjoyed it. I, thought I had fun with it. I like those guys. They're two of the homies. But up next, this is one I was looking forward to because like. Uh, like you said, you hadn't seen him perform much, but Loco Wrestling Championship was on the line next. Dante Leon, or yeah, Dante Leon uh, defended the belt against Sam Stackhouse, and guys, we got a new Loco Wrestling champion. So I tweeted fucking- out
1: uh, that uh, that uh, Sam Stackhouse, Bam Bam Bigelow tribute gear looks fire. Mm-hmm. No pun intended, but and then I'm, and then I was like. Okay, I lied. The pun wasn't intended, but... Yeah, this is a good uh,
0: Yeah, like, the, the two S's back-to-backs, There was, like, the B's that Bam yeah, Bam did, the five on the side. I thought that was a nice touch, um, too. He's, dude, he's so... I mean, he's tall. He's big. He's a big dude. Like, he's a big guy. Like, I don't know what they said his weight was, but he's got to be...
1: Over 400.
0: He's closer to five, I'd say. Right? He's a big fucking guy. And, dude, he does some crazy <laughs> shit for being that big, man. Like, in not. I mean, like... I can understand like top rope moonsaults, but do pulling them off from the second rope—that's less clear. Less, you know, that's clear a margin
1: for error. A small margin for error. Oh my back. god! Yeah, because like he, he came so close to landing on his neck, and then he got over. And he, five, he's five—he's near 500 pounds. If he lands on his neck, that's catastrophic. Yeah, profit. I don't
0: know if I mean I'm guessing. That's just a guess of weight because I know how much I weigh, and he seems like he's two two times the size of me. Didn't you, you know just
1: I mean? say you weren't gonna comment on anybody's weight cast? Yes.
0: Oh, I mean dude, he knows he's he knows what his gimmick is. He's a big guy. I commented I tweeted that he was the one of the biggest big the one of the best big big men because there's big men and then like there's big big men. You know what I mean? Because he's a big big guy. He's like Mabel, like you know, like a like one of those kind of like
1: uh, that real was mentioned big guys. on commentary when yeah. he gets a heel kick similar to what Mabel used to do.
0: Mm-hmm. Um because he's not like a big guy like a Vader that's like a three hundred pound big guy. He's yeah. like a big guy that's like, oh shit, Yokozuna, like that kind of big guy, where it's like, damn man, that guy can move for being like that. You know what I mean? Yokozuna like, hmm? is, I, didn't hear, I didn't hear what you said.
1: Compared to Yokozuna, my, I love Yokozuna. Yokozuna is one of my favorite workers of all time. But work Yokozuna about 10, 15 minutes in, would slow down a bit. Mm-hmm. Like I know Brett's comment on that a bunch. Like Mania Nine they called to the go home early for that reason.
0: Yeah, but back
1: Sam, ain't slowing down.
0: He did, dude. It was crazy. They had some good spots, man. Him and Dante did work too. That,
1: that bulldog spot was through the two t-
0: through the, the two uh, doors, doors off the ramp to the crowd. Uh, they did. It was good. I mean, they did some good stuff. Then the, I do have a
1: question regarding the doors. Yeah, what about uh, every GCW show has like ten doors? Where yeah, doors are, uh, doors are cheaper.
0: Doors are cheaper than ladders. Doors are cheaper than tables. Yeah, so much cheaper. Like if you look at that, that up, that's a, that's a hack. That's a fucking wrestling life hack because tape, the table budget that like ECW and people used to spend was fucking insane. Those tables yeah. are expensive, bro. Cause they would either like, if they didn't have them themselves, they would just use the ones that were at the fucking venue. I'm sure. And would then get billed for it they and then it. get billed for it. Yeah. So it's like, goddamn, damn, we're spending thousands of dollars on fucking tables a night. Uh, So doors, you could probably go and buy, Closet doors, what ten dollars? Uh, fucking door to, at a resale store in the town. You know what I mean? Like there's like a, yeah, like we got a like a a, a rehome Habitat for Humanity type fucking store in my town but where I, you the, can go buy like closet doors and shit. They're like repurposed for like yeah. ten dollars for like a, a door. You know what I mean? If not even less, you get them in bolt probably. You know, so I'm sure they do that. And it's just it's it's easier. It easier. It's not,
1: I mean? Was a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, Dante Leone's becoming one of my favorites in GCW. Um When um, that New Year show where he teamed with Ninja Mac against Blake Christian and Alex Zane, mm-hmm. I know I, can't, I was a little hard <coughs> in, on the post-show of my critique of it. I don't know if you remember that. But yeah, there, yeah, yeah, there really was a lot I liked, and he was a standout guy for me. And in a match with Blake Christian and Alexander, if you're standing out, you're doing something right. And <laughs> he just, once again, this stood out on this show in a very yeah. good way.
0: Yeah, he definitely uh, did a good job helping make Sam look really good. Uh which that's that that match worked both ways. You know, Sam, we were talking about how oh, yeah. good Stackhouse looked, but like a lot of that goes you know, on if your commentary. opponent
1: looks good, it's oftentimes you, not you always the, you did, but oftentimes you, you the right on you on whoever's yeah. pumping.
0: Yeah, so he did a good job, man. That was a fun match. But yeah, we got a new champion and like I'm excited, man, to see what uh see him get some more feature matches there for him and uh see what Sam does. and Sam's like, been a ten year vet too, as they said they on the commentary too. So it's good to see a guy that's you know, ten years,
1: he's in his <laughs> early thirties.
0: Yeah. So
1: um I'm interested to see if they bring him in for more GCW shows because the title he won I mean, obviously a local. They had battle. him at
0: Hammerstein, man. Um, he was at Hammerstein. He got involved in the Matt true. Cardona and Joey Zinola That is true. um swoggle debacle, but um, yeah. So I mean, I, I expect yeah. to see more. I'm trying to burn
1: hard. that out of my brain. Yeah,
0: but uh, the next match we got uh, Gino Medina versus the star of the night. My man Atticus fucking Kogar.
1: Atticus Kogar is a. Uh... Oh, before we move, um, my one critique of the Sam Uh, Stackhouse match was I really like the uh, Poison Rana spot.
0: Like, Dude, right? Holy but shit!
1: When I loved, I loved, and this is something that stood out to me about how good Dante Leone is. I love that he sold his knees and worked that as part of the story. Like I really like that. Mm -hmm. The one thing I would have changed about that match is that was right before the finish, right?
0: Yeah, it was Uh, right there towards the end, yeah.
1: He he then jumped on the second turnbuckle and was caught into a slam, and I think that was it. What I would have done there... No, no,
0: the finish was when uh, Sam Stackhouse put Dante on the lat on the door on the two chairs in the ring and did a oh, yeah, moonsault yeah, yeah. through the uh, second rope moonsault through the doors.
1: This was in the third act right before the finish.
0: Yeah. So what the I would have taken it home.
1: The one thing I would have done differently was I would have had Dante Leone when he landed on the second turnbuckle hesitate kind of like the knee knee buckling so that when he was caught it gave stackhouse time to recover. You know that's the, that was my one critique of the match. Like, I thought that would have been perfect, concise storytelling at that point. But those guys did a tremendous job.
0: Yeah. But, uh, yeah, up next, Atticus Kogar and Gino Medina. And, dude, Atticus, star of the night, baby, 440, bitch. That
1: that dude has money written all over him. Whoever – I'm surprised nobody's, like, foaming at the mouth signing him right now. he's He's a fit for any company. Any major company in the world right now, I think he's a fit. He has a such when when he's on screen, you're compelled to watch out of Kaskogar. Yeah, he's. Uh, he has he's, a uh, captivating presence. He knows how to sell himself. He knows how to talk. He knows how to get the audience invested in every word he says, but he can also work with anybody, and that's.
0: Yeah. Yeah, he's, he's, you, you love that the crowd loves to hate him and it's, it's fun. He's, he's, he's such a good heel. Definitely like, yeah, they, it gets you overused of the, you know, young pillars or whatever, but dude, he is definitely a foundation, a cornerstone. It's hard to I'm find a good coming.
1: heel in wrestling nowadays because you get most heels uh, are guys you either are cool heels that you either cheer for, even though they're heels or, they're Baron Corbin, and you're turning off the TV because you don't want him on your TV, not because you – and you don't hate him because you want to see him get his ass kicked. You hate him because you're bored of him,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know? The, the And it's hard to find an actual heel where you want to see him get his comeuppance so badly. Uh And there's two examples of that in wrestling right now, and one of them is Atticus Kogar. And I think that's such a tremendous... That's the biggest compliment that I could, get, I could ever give the guy. Is yeah. His job as a hero is to make me want to see the face beat the shit out of him. And every time I see him, I want to see the face beat the shit out of him. I'm invested in what he's doing, even though I don't like him. And that's what a hero is supposed to do.
0: Yeah. But uh, let's talk about the match. I mean, so what did you think of Gina Medina? Did you see I, much of him?
1: I have seen much of him. Um, yeah, he's he's think, another
0: one of those Houston guys, right? Isn't he one of those yeah. uh, reality of wrestling like yeah, Mr. Mysterious Q and
1: He's also uh the son the son of one of uh the older luchadors. I forget which one. Um He but he's really good. I think his uh dad's uh I Guanario. Uh, I may yeah. be wrong on that. Um but Yeah.
0: Atticus picked up the win. I, I don't remember I it was how the finish
1: came I texted you this spot, and you're like,
0: yeah.
1: uh, it's something that happens a lot of Atticus program matches. One mm-hmm. of my least favorite tropes in wrestling is when somebody's taking a move on the floor. It's so obvious they're waiting for the guy to hit the spot. So when Atticus moved from the from the uh, plancha and causing Gino to have to go outside and do a torpedo El Generico style, Suicide dive, Atticus wasn't looking at him until the very last second where he had to Yeah, he was
0: he was engaged with the front row, talking shit to some fan, and then just like turned around at the last second, like oh, oh, right into so it. The so the really
1: cool spot that usually gets telegraphed was not telegraphed at all, and suddenly I was so much more invested in such a simple spot.
0: Yeah, yeah and again, cool. it
1: goes back to how good Atticus Kogar is, but anybody that can jump through the second and third turnbuckles on cue like that or top and second turnbuckle on cue like that is a freak athlete because again such a slim margin for error and, he, and it, it just looked so smooth
0: you had to, you had to launch yourself high trajectory wise speed Yeah. you know like there's a lot of there's a lot of uh physics and whatever the whatever, the, song, math whatever the math is involved in that i can't fucking yeah That was uh, a
1: really good match. Uh, Again, (laughs) I like that GCW is a diverse, like you don't see the same match twice. And too often, and as much as I prefer, I love modern wrestling. Too often in modern wrestling, you'll watch a show when there's three matches back to back that tell the exact same story. GCW is really good at not falling into that trap with how they spread out their card. And this was a very nice change of pace from the match before it, which was a a David Goliath story. And then the match before that, which was two, two guys just doing some really cool athletic. Yeah stuff
0: but um, um and then that's that's a good and like you said it's like everything's different so that's a good match to have before you put the next one which was yeah, it's, it was Bucking, a very traditional match and the next one was the next matchup was fucking stiff which was brian keith i effie.
1: said that to you too yeah
0: dude and brian keith versus versus effie the new star wars rat tail variant of uh, effie uh, he's
1: so but, good at finding different things to Take and add to his character, yeah, dude. He had the fucking
0: Padawan Anakin fucking Rat Tail, bro. It's that's
1: maybe you know maybe how it, much Dan that adds.
0: Like, that's a cheat code. Do you know how many attribute yeah. points that adds just on its own? It's like plus 500 speed, like plus 500 agility, plus 500 power, plus 500 charisma. What else is that? I gotta look it up, but like, it's
1: maybe ridiculous. maybe his uh gay tanic panic partner Danhausen, but uh, other than that, I can't think of a wrestler that promotes himself. In wrestling today, better than Effie.
0: Yeah, he's. Effie I don't think there's a single one. He's he is a brand by himself, like his own. Like it's insane how good he is at marketing himself. But that match, bro, was just. They beat the shit out of each other. Oh. Brian Keith, he. My chest switched, hurt just from. Swish a house, swish a house. Uh, Brian Keith, bro, he hits hard as shit.
1: Yeah, my chest hurt just watching that, and I um like, dude, I know you've taken Effie's chops, right? How hard are those to take?
0: Effie, Effie was like four on the number four on the list, I think. I think I told it I think I was when I ranked him.
1: Yeah, because I had you rank when we were at lunch that one time.
0: Yeah, I told Effie the same thing. I think he's about four on my list of twelve. So he's in the top top uh top top, top tier so top far. Top 30 percent. He's he's down there and he was okay with that. He was good with that. But you need today. to
1: do, next, you need to take Bright Keith's chops.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um I mean I'll be in Texas for the collective so we'll see what happens. I'm I'm not going to turn it down but god damn it. Yeah this so match
1: hard. was stiff as hell and I I love I love the physicality of wrestling. Like the phys, the if you can make it to where it tells a story but a physical one, it's it's an art that that is its own art form within the art form. Mm-hmm. And these two did a wonderful job at just a stiff, violent match without weapons. Because GCW has a lot of violent matches with light tubes, doors, uh, a lot of different things, glass. But there's something to be said about being able to have the most violent match of the night. Violent looking match, like the most painful looking match of the night. And it just be you hitting each other, when the main event's a steel cage death match.
0: Yeah, and every like every match is so different from the one like you know what I mean you don't get the same thing every night with him. And too. that's it's what fun. makes Effie enjoyable. That, yeah, that's the mark of a great fun. performer. It's really fun to see what you're gonna get, and that was the he just went to fucking war, man. Stood toe to toe, yeah. they beat the shit out of each other in Texas tonight. It's the fucking Force. The Force was strong with Effie. I tweeted it out. He retweeted it. And he was like, guess he knows. Force is strong with Effie. His sneaky finish, too. He was, It's a real, like, all that brutal physicality and then a, what was it, just a sneaky roll up or something for the finish? I don't even know yeah. how it happened, but it was something awesome like that. I love that kind of shit, too, where it's just like, ah, gotcha, bitch. And it's just a quick, you know gotcha finish like that those are fun yeah
1: um, uh, especially uh, a spot like that when uh Keith's going for a power bomb or something something like that you know
0: yeah something happened and they just snuck it snuck a roll it's, up it's much
1: different than the usual roll up finish mm-hmm. setup uh, which is always nice
0: yeah um but uh, yeah uh, i'm gonna take the little plug in right now guys if you haven't subscribed to the youtube channel Give us a some follow, subscribe there. Like this video, of course, uh, it always helps us out. Leave some comments, join us in the chat. Uh, you can go to slamchats.com also, get some slam chats in there, donate if you want to donate some money, but you can also do the super chat gimmick, I think, through that. But uh, well, yeah, man.
1: It's our pro wrestling tees. If you yeah, we got pro wrestling tees.
0: This if you want to do some pro wrestling tees, we got some shirts. We got some fun shirts. I really like our shirts, so you guys should check that out as well. But yeah, we got a Twitch channel. Give us a follow on Twitch. It's uh Twitch.tv slash net. So yeah, follow us on our And of man. course,
1: we, give both of us a follow. You can see our ads in our nameplates. Yeah, man. I probably need to follow more than he does, so be a little generous with me.
0: I'm the better follow. Don't listen to him, man. Look at this guy. He's probably right. He's I fucking, just post pictures of you, my animals. You fucking shill talking about Todd Helton in the Hall of Fame. You're
1: right. He should be in the Hall of Fame. <laughs>
0: Dale Murphy, or Bus? Dale Murphy, Dale Murphy
1: should be in the Hall of Fame, too, but he's on the ballot.
0: I know, and I don't even want to talk about it. We're not going to see we're talking this is, we're This is an all-baseball podcast now. We're, we're, that'll be a Twitch exclusive. <laughs>
1: okay, so since... If you want to hear me talk about baseball more. We'll do that, that on Twitch. I've come in we'll, with uh, Fredericks.
0: We'll do this on Twitch. We'll do that. There'll be some Twitch exclusives we run. We'll do some body slam stuff on that. But uh, anyway, going into the main – or the co-main event of the night, we had uh, the debut of Mascara Dorado, the former Grand Metalik. Oh. <laughs> uh, Gringo Loco, ASF, and Blake Christian in a uh, – is it was a four? Is that four of them? Four-way match. There's four. And uh, man, those guys were fucking awesome in the ring together. The chemistry I, was great. It was
1: similar to the opening match, but I thought it was better.
0: Yeah, and uh, I tweeted about this like when I interviewed Gringo and ASF uh, before Hammerstein. They both uh, ASF talked about the chemistry between the two and how they found each other in Mexico, or I think, wrestling, and that's the first time they worked together was when they were, I think, in CML l i think he was training there and gringo yeah. was there and part of that and just how they clicked and he said he wanted to wrestle him forever he was like i just want to wrestle him my entire life and like you can just see the chemistry how smooth those two guys are and just hearing those two interviews it's just good i think everybody should go back and listen to those those are on our youtube channel if you go to the playlist or go to our previous videos or yeah. go to our audio files we're on all of our audio platforms too we're on like 25 i think uh different um uh, audio platforms for your podcast. So and wherever you,
1: Spotify, Apple, Spotify,
0: Media. Apple, Google, tune in, Stitcher, overcast breaker. Yeah. You name it. We're if you're in India, by the way, shout out to all our India listeners right now, because we're, uh, got on some India, India podcast platforms and get a pretty good Indian, uh, following. So thanks guys. Appreciate all the love over there. But, uh, real quick, I guess.
1: To the person who just messaged me, I'd follow for pets alone. Thank you.
0: Dude, I don't know what you just said because I wasn't listening. Um, but, uh, yeah, well, do yeah, whatever.
1: I, don't
0: know, I tuned you out, man. I was like, oh, you're shilling for stuff. I'm going to tune you out. I'm just talking shit, bro. And I had texts coming through. Uh, at the same time, and I got distracted. But uh, yeah, bro, this match was great. Uh, this was it was a, a lucha style match. It was good for like. What's that to me? uh me? No, I got three at once. Yeah, it was you, uh, Masha, and my friend that's getting dropped off from the bar down the street. So my dogs are probably about to go fucking shit house here in a second, making noise, and it's just going to be another day at the Cassidy household of 3 a.m. dog nonsense. Um, but, uh, the main, this was the co main event and I don't know if this was even the original match plan because I, I think they've shuffled some stuff around here. It feels like thought the match was a lot of fun. It um, was a lot of fun, but yeah, everybody, like I was saying, everybody should check out those interviews that we did before we get too carried away with yeah. Gringo and ASF because like I said, they, it I think it really kind of shows their history together in this match knowing how they've had previous before. If you listen to them talk, you're like, oh man, you can just see it in, I don't know. They're just really smooth together and they're just awesome to watch and knowing the history they've had of working together from their training in Mexico all the way up through this. And just, yeah, I want to uh, see that. I agree with ASF. I want to see him wrestle forever too, man. And he put those guys in matches forever and it'll be fucking great. That, that can be your super crazy Tajiri, your, yeah, whatever, like, kind of rivalry feud. You know what I mean? The, or the uh, psychosis juventude in uh, ECW that they used to do. You know what I mean? Where you just put two lucha rivals Can against I each other. make a really
1: obscure feud reference here?
0: Of course. That's what we do here.
1: Paul oh, London Accio Velocity.
0: I'm, hold on. Timeout. I'll put you on timeout. Alright, you're back. Alright, you got outed. Got rid of you. I don't even know what you said, but I just that heard Paul London. I time outed you, I think. Did you talk Paul London to me? During Anyway, this match was fun. Uh Blake Christian got Blake the Christian win.
1: Stood out as a star to me. And of course, Jeez, Blake he Christian has stand turned up. it I
0: up since know. he came back, bro. Since he came back from NXT. Well,
1: one thing about and I give the performance center a lot of flack. And I think it has a lot of inherent flaws. But one thing that- does.
0: It does work, man. It tightens everybody's game up. But
1: one thing I do like about the Performance Center is if you have that experience that uh, most PC recruits don't, you're going to be one of the better workers because you have the experience from around the world and you've picked up all these different styles and now you've learned how to weave them a certain way. Performance Center does a great job working on fundamentals. Lady Christian's footwork Is some of the best footwork I've seen in wrestling.
0: Yeah.
1: And it was already good before, but it's the fundamentals like that are on a completely different level after his work and the performance. Not
0: only that, it's just, it's, uh, it, it, they do a good job of helping you, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, when to like turn it on, when to show your intensity, when to like, you know, the range Tell of motion. Tell the story. The range of mo- emotion and the range of just yeah. like to make so it's not just like yeah, full throttle a whole hundred percent the whole time. There's like ups and downs and peaks and valleys, and this match goes somewhere and it tells something. And this it does such a good job of it being more fluid and just having just the little things, facial expressions, selling things, just. Making the match not have dead down spots and just like like you say, not waiting to catch somebody as easy as often and just yeah. doing something to kill time so it doesn't look so obvious that you're just sitting there waiting on somebody yeah. to time the and road. And of course, little things like that. that like,
1: Dorados, another guy who's had extensive work and on the main
0: on and on the worldwide scale yeah. as well, and on the main roster, not just yeah. at the performance. And
1: level. you can tell where you can tell which bolts he's tightened. Compared to his last and his last run before the before joining WWE, and he was really good before joining sure. WWE too. But you but could he, also tell
0: that he was not used to working in a ring that wasn't twenty by twenty and like the best you ring. You could tell that he, too. Like when he broke, got those ropes. It's like oh shit! <laughs> yeah, the ropes. He, was, he
1: almost lost his balance. And I've never. Can, seen him lose I could almost see his face time.
0: through the mask. You could almost see his yeah. eyes and mouth go. Oh. Oh shit, you know, like, oh god, these ropes
1: are not, are not WWE is, ropes. Yeah. No, not at all. Bro. Gran Metalik's gotten so you or Mascara Dorado has gotten so used to the how tight WWE's ropes are. Um, uh, yeah.
0: Dude. That
1: cables like that that they used in the rope in the ring tonight that are a b- bit looser are are just such a different I think AJ Styles commented on it when he joined WWE, how he had to adjust to how tight the ropes were. So leaving WWE, you have to readjust to how loose the ropes
0: are going to be. It's going to be like that with any company. It's going to be like and, that with New Japan, yeah. with like any major promotion that has money for a top-level ring and doesn't buy a yeah. hand-me-down user ring. And, and knows the how middle properly- rope, because
1: he used the middle rope for that spin movie does.
0: That middle, middle rope, was rope was at, all
1: night. on that side of the ring was having issues all night.
0: That middle rope was fucking that was the struggle bus. Like that whole middle yeah. rope, I was like, and of course, it's like that's the middle rope Sam Stackhouse is going to try to go to, too. And I'm like, oh God, not that corner, any corner <laughs> but that corner. <laughs> but that match was fun, man. Everybody needs to check that match out. That was uh, like said. Yeah, Blake Christian looked good. Gringo Loco looks really good. Like all Everywhere four of those. Good. I want to see more Mascara Dorado and GCW as well. I want to see
1: more ASF because I haven't seen that much of him.
0: Yeah, dude. uh, I really, I became a big fan of his after talking to him more so than I was before. Like I enjoyed his work when I first saw him, but after speaking to him, now I'm really a fan of him. Like he's really cool dude. I really, really, really now uh, am more invested in his work after hearing his story uh, and talking to him. But uh, yeah, everybody needs to check that match out. It was fast paced, high fun, high flying, fun match, lots of good spots. Everybody worked their fucking ass off. But we're going to go to the main event now, which was uh, the surprise uh, they teased all night. And we got uh, the Steel Cage deathmatch loaded with weapons. And it was supposed to just be Sadiqa versus Jimmy Lloyd. And then he's the a different run, boy. He is a different boy, which another interview we've done. If you want to go check out that, we did an interview with Jimmy Lloyd. I think that's a great interview, too. You get. You don't see a lot of Jimmy Lloyd interviews, so you know what I mean. Anytime you get a chance to get he's a that was, boy. A, and that was something I enjoyed with this that series I did because I interviewed people that you don't usually see a lot of yeah. uh, stuff from, and I thought that was kind of important to get those guys out there too. But uh, you know, Jimmy Lloyd's awesome. He's fucking cool, man. Like I really like Jimmy Lloyd, and his matches are always fun. And but then Chris Carter, we got Chris Carter again too, and we get Adkus added to this. Like so, it was like it ended up being oh, a that
1: promo Kogar cut about how how can you go from hammerstein
0: to the we touched on that and we touched on that. and i wanted that's why i set that up earlier because like, yeah. i felt like that when i watched i was like damn ever, all the new fans they gained because of being at hammerstein this is what you followed up with and not that that's a bad thing it's just like it's a different look it's a, it's it's uh a, it's a def, it's definitely a shock i think for the the fan yeah. that didn't know what they were going they went in to be like oh i can't wait for this high production Awesome looking show like I got last time. Then yeah, they get like, this, and it's you like were what the fuck? A
1: ring of honor show, and then you got an old IWA show. Yeah, you it's, got some it, armory show. A, um, it's it's a it's it doesn't mean it's it's not uh, not not quality. The, it's just a different
0: feel. feel. It's a different look. It's a different feel. It does not change any of the the content and yeah product that they put out in the ring but definitely a it's visual. Really good. it's a visual what the fuck compared to what everybody got last two weeks ago and yeah. i like like atticus touched on like damn let's make this an actual main event i guess since you're gonna not i mean travel and issues but like you know he's gonna pull double duty so did chris carter and like you said you want to see more of them and boom there you go he jumped from the fucking ceiling like yeah. a goddamn, like a goddamn spiderman
1: oh the, the the nastiest thing about that match uh was that uh light tube sadika shot
0: oh which one that was a lot of light tube sadika shot that
1: is a very good point
0: you all said it the, and i'm like oh that one like the, wait the, a minute i don't know which one you're fucking it. talking about because are you talking about the one she took the one she gave
1: the ones the, the first one she gave
0: okay how's that one any worse than any of the other ones that happened like i said
1: like all of them
0: yeah dude Holy oh shit how about some of the drop kicks where she like here jimmy lloyd put these pretty much light tubes in your chest and face i'm gonna drop kick them into your heart those are awesome <laughs> or let me put them in your back and i'm gonna drop kick them into your back those are fun yeah uh, that was a
1: fun main event um I was a little, I don't think it necessarily needed the Atticus. I'm going to go back to Ohio, but he got a nice pop from the crowd and set up his win.
0: Yeah, um, and it's, it's also, I think it's more or less his just like when I say I'm going to fucking do something, I'm going to fucking do it. Like, so
1: I'm a big 4 440 fan.
0: Same as your boy, 440?
1: Obviously. Moxie beat Gage, and Gage about a year ago beat Ricky Page for the title. Mm-hmm. So, what I want from the to set up Moxie Gage, what I want from Maxi's reign is I want him to lose it to Atticus Kogar to set up Kogar versus Ricky Page. And I kind of think they're building to that with how much they're going out of their way to give Kogar every win possible recently.
0: Yeah, uh, You know, I mean, I think they, you know, like you said, there's a lot of moving, shuffling going around to try to like salvage the card as best they could, but everybody not being able to make it. And, you know, fuck it, man. Put Atticus over hard. Uh, Yeah,
1: he's definitely the guy you want to put over hard. But he's been being put over everywhere lately. Like at uh, Most Notorious, he beat Mad Justice. At Tell Infinity, he beat Everett Connors. He beat uh, Jordan Oliver. Uh, Nick Wayne a couple weeks ago. Like, he, he hasn't lost a match in GCW since, like, probably around September-ish. The, the first, the last loss was probably to Oliver. I know he, had, he and Oliver had a no contest in between that time. But they run a lot of shows, and uh, Atticus Kogar has not been losing. So, I'm I, I do think they're building him up for something bigger. And I hope that's what it is, personally, because I think he's one of the best guys. I think he's a top three guy on the independents right now in terms of uh, consistent output and consistent quality. I think he's great at everything. I think whoever ends up with him eventually is going to go far with him because obviously GCW is not the forever Destination for a guy that talented, you know. Yeah. But for now, while you have him, I'd put him over big. I'd make him your world champion over Moxley. I'd have him be the one you're building to beat Moxley, and then I think there's an obvious story tying back to Ricky Page that you can do later on.
0: Right. Uh, let me pull up the card before we get into to so look for tomorrow's card if I can remember the fucking
1: which. Tomorrow, well, since you're, while you're looking, tomorrow will be our usual panel of Kylie, Mike, I'll be there. and you. Yeah. Um, I I'm think there's somebody
0: else.
1: Am I forgetting anybody?
0: I don't know. I'm doing it. I don't know why anybody's doing a show and not including me, but I'm doing GCW unless I'm out of town. Um, but tomorrow night's card, unless people are out of because of travel issues in ta- Dallas, we get a uh, return of Psycho Clown versus W against Gringo. Uh, we get Mike Bailey against Jimmy Lloyd, Matt Justice versus John Wayne Murdoch, Jordan Oliver and Ooh, Nick Wayne versus uh, Jordan Oliver and Nick Wayne versus Dante Leon and Ninja Mac, uh, Laredo Kid, Blake Christian, Doctor Wagner Jr. versus Joey Janela and AJ Gray Alley Catch for the GCW Extreme Title.
1: Uh, are we? Do we know for a fact that justice and gray can get out there? I felt
0: like I felt like they might have been stuck in Dallas okay, okay that.
1: that makes more sense
0: I'm not positive on that uh however, I don't know what's happening in Nashville either so I don't know how bad the snow is in Nashville if it's happening there too because that's where like AJ is so I don't know I could always ask him later and find out but yeah uh yeah, so I mean that's the tentative card for tomorrow night, but yeah, we'll do a panel for that too. But uh, we'll go ahead and drop the mention this now, but every Thursday now, we're not sure the time yet, but we're going to do a weekly GCW podcast uh, every Thursday and for the most part, it'll probably just be me and and James. We're going crazy. Uh, I told you it was going to happen. It's probably just be you and I uh, on Thursdays, Mike too, when he's around, uh, three of us for the most part. and then. The regular ah. rotating outcast of people, yeah. Go give friends. Mr.
1: Purple Mike a follow on Twitter, he is really, he's really a yeah. really good follow,
0: too. Uh, Kylie, uh, JCL, whoever else decides to come through, but we're gonna do it Thursday. But you and
1: I will be the con- constant
0: one of us, usually, will be always there, not both of us will be there every week. Uh, so if I'm yeah. out of town, you'll be holding the fort down on Thursdays for when I'm traveling, yeah. But uh, for the most and part, And I'll, I'll be bring there. on
1: the guests that week, yeah. We'll, we'll rotate out panels.
0: We'll try to have uh, some GCW uh, drop-ins from time to time because those guys are fun to have on. But uh, on Thursdays now we'll do a GCW weekly show where we cover all the updates of um, yeah, match announcements. Could, they, 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 they drop so much announcements yeah. and stuff every week that uh, we'll just have to start keeping updates on them and keep track. We'll run them down, all the card updates and everything that they've got going on every yeah. Thursday, so we'll start that. Uh, doing that soon. And we got something else really fun cooking. We're really not going fun. to we're not gonna spill too much on that yet. But uh, if you like GCW and the people involved, you definitely want to keep touch. And the, us. With us on the, and the two of us. You want to keep touch on this one. It's going to be a, a new show uh, involving somebody from GCW and us. And I think it's a fun concept. And I think everybody's going to really like it. So make sure you give us all a follow. We'll be talking about that more in the next week or two, hopefully start it up in the next week or so as well. It seems like I'm just kind of waiting on a couple of moving parts to get done. So, uh, but uh, yeah, I'm really excited about that. So I think everybody's going to like it. It's going to, it's going to hit you guys. If you're watching the show, because you love GCW, you're, this should be right up your alley, just based on the person involved alone. Uh, He's one of the people you can't think of GCW without this guy. Honestly, I don't think nope. can you. I so, can't. You can't. And if you do, yeah, you're like, oh, this you're too stupid to fucking think that. Now, now, once you hear it, you're like, yeah, you're right. You can't. That that is he is yeah. one of the first things you're gonna think of. So this will be fun for everybody. I hope everybody enjoys that. But uh, and the
1: show concept is right up his alley too. Like it plays everybody involved strength.
0: Yeah, so I think it'll be really fun for everybody. Hopefully, we'll have more on that uh, in the next week for everybody. So stay tuned. There, uh, guys, uh, you can find us on social media. You can find myself uh, at Castle with three O's, C-A-S-S-H-O-O-O-L-E. Guys, follow Jameis at The Jameis on Twitter as well. Uh, Body Slam Net, follow all your wrestling news, results, editorials, bullshit stuff, takes, and live tweeting of shows. That's our Twitter for the website. Yeah, Go we've to We got a
1: lot of cool things coming for bodysam.net. Yeah, we're man. Going to come out in some areas too. Um,
0: yeah, we're going to try to keep things going for you guys. And uh, I'm going to be doing a show also uh, with Fightful Overbooked and Jeremy Lambert. Uh, he and I have been cooking something up for about two years now that we've wow. never done. We've talked about this for fucking two years and it's just never happened. We were going to do an episode last week, but I was sick and laid up with my back and stomach issues. So I, we actually we're Are glad to we be doing it? better man yeah dude, i think they're all connected i think my stomach was fucked up because of my back uh the nerve thing i think they were connected it kind of felt like it but uh i'm good to go now, man but uh yeah so i got that coming soon for you guys so we, we have a lot of new stuff we'll be branching out i'm uh tomorrow morning saturday morning this morning already you can find me on uh Carissa and i will be uh lopez from body slam will be on uh the true heel heat podcast as part of uh their saturday show we're doing a wrestling draft in the morning so check that out at 1105 saturday morning if you are up late with us um but yeah man appreciate everybody tuning in with us tonight man uh you can follow subscribe to our twitch channel too follow us on there and twitch. of
1: course i have uh my car frederick's interview finally drops this week
0: yeah we got that and we got some more stuff coming too so guys yeah, keep yeah. keep a lookout for all the good stuff we have for you there uh, yeah, guys, appreciate everybody coming in and hanging out with us tonight, man. Uh, I guess we're going to wrap this thing up. Jameis, you got anything else to say before I close this bitch out tonight? Eh. That's enough. No. To All right, buddy. See you guys. First Thanks time in my life
1: it. I've been out of loss for words.
0: You're done. We're done.